Star Wars 7 by 7 episode 786. Today, it's a Rebels briefing for you. We're looking at Season 1, Episode 11 of the series. That's Call to Action with possibly one of the most shocking turning points in the entire series to date. Punch it, Chewie. Hi, this is Alvin Johnson with the 501st Legion, and you're listening to Star Wars 7 by 7 the only daily Star Wars podcast. Hey Rebel Rouser, welcome to Star Wars 7x7. I'm your host, Alan Voivod, and the Empire has had quite enough of all of this nonsense with the Rebels on Lothal. And when you have had enough of some things and you decide to take care of business, you send in somebody who you know can handle it. And that, in this case, would be the governor of the Outer Rim Territories. Yes, it's none other than Grand Moff Willif Tarkin. And upon his arrival, he lets the leadership on Lethal know that they have really not been up to snuff. Just basically tears them down, not just a peg, but three or four. The minister, uh, Minister Tua, and also Agent Callus of the feared, otherwise feared, Imperial Security Bureau, and the Grand Inquisitor, like he just rips into all three of them. But that's just the beginning of it. Things get wicked serious when he calls a meeting with Commandant Oresco and Taskmaster Grint. These are basically, you know, the Laurel and Hardy, the Abbott and Costello, evil bad guys, which up until this point, I mean, they've kind of been very Disney-like in their way. I mean, they're like, oh gosh, uh, Lumiere and Mrs. Potts from Beauty and the Beast, or maybe uh, Timon and Pumbaa from The Lion King, except evil, basically. Or I guess maybe your Hook and Smee, for example. You know, bad guys, but comical, essentially, you know, for all intents and purposes. And... Tarkin has them executed right in his office, has the Grand Inquisitor kill them both right in front of Agent Callus and Minister Tua. And naturally, the two of them are shocked, and Tarkin says, yeah, this is the price of failure now, so come on, level your games up here. And I think, you know, I wasn't necessarily shocked, per se, by that particular scene. However, I do think it's shocking in the sense that it turns this entire series on a dime, I feel. I feel like as, you know, fun and happy-go-lucky and, oh yeah, it's the Rebels fighting the Empire and the Empire trying to do their best to go after them and bad things happen and good things happen and la 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 You know, it was still all kind of a lark in a way. And when this happened, I feel like everything just got serious. And not even in the fun way that I was joking about at the top of the episode where I said, you know, Tarkin shows up and things are going to get serious. Not even like that. I mean, now I feel like we are actually talking about a serious series with serious things to say about the battle between the Empire and what will become the Rebellion. And cells like our Lethal cell that will eventually form together to form the Rebel Alliance. So, having dispatched Commandant Oresco and Taskmaster Grint, Tarkin decides to have a bunch of probe droids dispatched to places where there's been rebel activity to see if they can find what's going on with the rebel cell a little quicker than everybody else has been able to. And they're able to actually pretty quickly find out, because the rebels have decided to follow Gal Travis's example and send secret messages 
in imperial sources, but do it for reals and send out real messages of hope. And they target an imperial communications tower that can broadcast not just to Lothal, but to other nearby systems as well. In the process, though, they're spotted by one of these imperial probe droids, and, of course, Tarkin gets wind of it and says, let's lay a trap for them, which is ultimately a successful trap, and they capture Kanan while the rest of the crew escapes. And the Rebel Cell does manage to get a message out to the nearby systems. It is broadcast briefly from the Imperial Tower, but Tarkin, being as ruthless as he is, just has the tower destroyed. I mean, really, this is what a bad Mamma Jamma Tarkin is. I mean, he doesn't try to send people in to fix the data spike that's been inserted by Chopper that took over their communications tower. He doesn't try to have their team rehack it or anything. He just blows up the tower. And I think the look on Kanan's face when Tarkin has this done kind of says it all. I don't think Kanan has ever encountered an Imperial like Governor Tarkin, and chances are he never will. And there was a bit of foreshadowing earlier in the episode as well, because Ezra started to warm to the idea, but then got cold feet about the whole thing because his parents had spoken out against the Empire and were taken away from him as a result. And so he started to get nervous about speaking out against the Empire in this way and afraid for what happens with the crew of the Ghost. And yeah, it's a turning point in that way as well. Like you see that Ezra is thinking differently about the whole rebel cell that he's become a part of. I mean, it's one thing to be stealing supplies and causing mayhem with the Empire there, but to actually stand up and send out a message to other people in the area, to the people on the Thal and the people on other nearby systems to say stand up against the Empire. Yeah, that's taking things to a whole new level as well. So really, when you think about it, the call to action title of the episode kind of hits on at least three different levels. It hits on the level of the rebels actually calling the people of Lothal and nearby systems into action. It's the rebels, and particularly Ezra, essentially standing up and rising up to a different level of action, and not just being people that pick here and there against the Empire, but actually start doing some serious damage and wanting others to do some damage. And it's also a call to action from Tarkin to his people on Lothal to raise their game. And that, my friends, is going to do it for our look at Call to Action, which is Season 1, Episode 11 of Star Wars Rebels. we got one thing left to do, which is, of course, the trivia question. You have to wait a moment for that. We've got it after the break. Hey, Rebel Rouser. You're listening to this podcast. Maybe you'd like to listen to a Star Wars story, too. Luckily, we've got just the thing for you. We've partnered with Audible to give you a free download and a free 30-day trial of their awesome service. All you got to do is go to audibletrial.com SW7X7 to sign up and get your free download. They've got dozens of Star Wars titles, anything you want to do to explore that galaxy far, far away. One more time for you, audibletrial.com SW7X7. All right, here's that trivia question I mentioned a moment ago. This is a rebellion, isn't it? I rebel. Last time I asked you who helped Ray get Finn off of Starkiller Base, and that was Chewbacca. Today's question, who's the first to spot the Millennium Falcon safely fleeing from Starkiller Base? Thanks for listening to another episode of Star Wars 7x7. And hey, before you shut down all the garbage smashers on the detention level, check out SW7x7.com for show notes, links, photos, videos, and more. And if the show's been worth your time, please support us at patreon.com slash SW7x7. It's not your cursed metal body, it's destiny unleashed. This podcast is part of the Geek Radio Network.
podcast is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox. It is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders. May the force be with them. All original content is copyright 2016 Star Wars. Unless I'm we hope you love it.